Hey, howdy, Mitchell here. Uh, we have a mid-jump for you. I brought on frequent co-collaborator Jeff Onan onto the show just to talk about the recent Pokemon news that came out around Pokemon Day last week. It included the announcement for Pokemon Sword and Shield, the uh, new trailers dropped for both of the new Pokemon movies coming out this year, uh, some other stuff. So that's basically what this episode is about. Um Please enjoy, and thank you very much. Please understand that we will have a regular episode of the show with uh, normal co-hosts and a normal format coming next week. I know it's been a little while. Sorry about that. Love you. Hello and welcome to the Super Jump Podcast. We have an unusual episode here today. Um, I'm a little bit sick, so you're gonna get a different voice out of me than normal. I hope you enjoy it more than I'm enjoying it, but, uh, in, in order to, to, uh, balance that voice differential, we have a familiar voice to, well, I guess my voice is still probably more familiar. I'm always bad at these introductions. It's Jeff! Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, that's me. You know when you said we have an unusual episode today, I thought you were gonna say you have an unusual guest Oh. And I was I was preemptively offended, but uh, you know I've walked it back, so I'm I'm less offended now. I'm glad we're in a better headspace then. That could have been a hostile episode. Yeah, not the great way to start it. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I'm happy. You're sick. Yeah. Let's do this. So, um, you ever get sick dreams? Um, dreams about being sick, or no, dreams because dreams, you're sick? Dreams when you are sick, they they just don't like work out the same way. Yeah, they're they're like spicier. They are a little spicier. I I had a dream last night. Do you want to hear about it? I I think yes, especially now that we're on recording for everyone to hear. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. do it right now. Real friends hate hearing their friends' uh, dreams, but because you are on my podcast, we are going to hear about I'm, it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because I'm a fake friend. <laughs> because I've got I, you. I <laughs> On recording, uh, where you need to be on your best behavior, I I am going to end up telling you about my dream. Uh, I had this dream, Jeff, that I was um, sleeping in, it it seemed like a more impoverished area of the world. And when I woke up from my my sleep in, in the dream, I looked down at my fingers and there were green caterpillars crawling in and out of my skin like the flesh of a decaying apple. And I looked down on the ground and there were a lot of these worms and caterpillars. And I walked from my cot. I was in a cot. Uh, I'm not usually in a cot, but I was in this dream. To um, a, a nearby bathroom. And I looked at myself in the mirror. And all over my body there were these worms popping out of my skin. And I needed to pull them out like bot flies uh, really carefully so I didn't sever them. So was, there would just be like half a green worm stuck in my body forever. And some of them were so far in my skin that I needed to pop them out like pimples because they were so deep in, in my body. And then all of a sudden the setting changed. And I was no longer in this bathroom. And I was walking along the, a city street, and some little boy walking with his mom pointed at me, and he said, Look, that guy's scared that he's going to die because of the, the worm thing. And the mom said, Well, you think that's scary? Watch this. And then starting at the top of her head, going down her body, she just blew away 
like a stack of uniform, previously sturdy dust. And the boy was crying because his mom was gone. And I think that a lot of the aspects of that dream have some tie-in to my feelings about the new Pokemon games. <sighs> Mitch, why? Why? What? Uh, why did you tell me that story? <laughs> well, I I didn't. It's not a story. It just it, it you know it's just <laughs> what happened in my dream. I feel like you you suffered a lot while you were asleep, and when you woke up, you decided, you know what, I, I kind of want some of the other people to suffer. <laughs> yeah, no, you got me. Yeah, you've shared it, so. I, I feel Thanks. like there there is a connection to be made with how goddamn old I feel watching these Pokemon reveals, though. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, we'll, th we'll, we'll tie that. We'll we'll tie that awful awful story into the 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 episode topic. We can do yeah. that. So I I'm I'm a long term time Pokemon fan. You are too. Um, and people who have previously listened to the the Mitchell and Jeff episodes of the show, um. I think should probably know where we stand on the Pokemon franchise. So let's start with, with some of the, the the less spicy news that just happened for Pokemon. And then go into the more spicy news that happened for Pokemon. Let's start with Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Yes. Okay. This is, a, this is a, a movie. We got a trailer for a movie that is... Not really a new movie. Jeff, can you explain to me, to the best of your ability, what Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution is? Yes, I can do that. But, you know, the best of my ability is not always exactly as good as you'd hope. Um, Mewtwo Strikes Back, we all remember, all of us, you, I, the audience, was a film uh, also called Pokemon the First Movie. And uh, that came out in our childhoods, unless yeah. unless you're older in the audience than yeah, it was not your childhood. Yeah, I guess it didn't. Or if you're younger, uh, if you're true. our age. Uh, so <laughs> there's really a it, small it was, window. <laughs> I'm assuming that most of your audience is like roughly our age, roughly the age to like experience Pokemon the first movie. That's how I generally childhood. just think about society as well, because I'm yeah, <laughs> I have a really hard time. Uh, doing any other kinds of assumptions so so yeah yeah sure. the old all the olds the olds are used up and the youngs just aren't like worthy yet so they they haven't made it it's <laughs> both, really just both us. Of my usual co-hosts on this podcast are like just like significantly older than me actually so so maybe i don't <laughs> Aww, know I don't they're know. used up ah anyway pokemon the first movie uh mewtwo strikes back came out a long time ago back <laughs> in the you know the, the 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 before times the late 90s and that's what they, they call that uh mm -hmm. mewtwo in the film struck back he did because so this new film yeah just announced mm -hmm. it's mewtwo strikes back evolution and it's similar to mewtwo strikes back in the sense that it's the exact same yeah uh but instead of being sort of the uh, you know, traditionally animated anime cartoon style, art style. Uh, it's done in a sort of CG, you know, 
third dimensional style. Yeah, and, but okay. Still I, the I, same. I think you've hit on you've hit on the meat of, of of why this is weird. It's it's like the 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 only actual example I can think of is like the Psycho remake, right? Where they remade oh, Psycho yeah. just shot for shot. It really seems it doesn't seem like they're going to change anything. Um, they're they're even using Ash, Misty, and Brock, which are not usually um, what the movies are doing nowadays. So so it's just if if they're there, I have to assume that no plot points are different. Um, they're not even going to use this movie as an advertisement for the latest mythical Pokemon that you download into your game, like they usually use the movies for. They're just making the old movie, except it looks like the video game Jump Force. Um, yeah. Which is I like that you yeah. I like that you brought in the Psycho remake because that's also from the late '90s and it just feels like there's some cohesiveness there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no Vince Vaughn in this one. There's but, no Vince Vaughn in well maybe. Well, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm making a lot of assumptions here. Yet. I'm actually making a lot of assumptions when I talk about Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- one of one of those is that Vince Vaughn is not attached. Probably but fair. It's just an assumption. You know what they say about assumptions? They make an ass out of you and umptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, am I allowed to say ass? I did. It's too late. Yeah. I've done it twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, we actually it, it, it uh, we, we use the explicit tab on iTunes despite uh-huh. the fact that I've... We've kept it pretty clean. Um, and I think we're, we're going to try to, like, conti- <laughs> I think I just broke the seal though. I, I, mean, I feel like my, my dream might've been more offensive despite not using any curse words <laughs> than any actual curse words. Uh, just challenging thoughts, really challenging thoughts are always welcome on the show, but right. What we're talking about is this remake of a ni- a 1990s anime movie. Um, first thing I want to talk about Jeff is. So a lot of people, not just me, made the comparison to Jump Force, the way the way it looks. And I think this might just be the new this is what 3D animation in anime looks like. This just might be what that looks like because we we haven't gotten too much 3D animated anime movies. And maybe this is just what the style is. Um it 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 makes it there's a little bit of tilt shift going on it makes it look a little bit toy like um, i was gonna say yeah yeah they, they definitely give me the impression what, what i first likened it to is sort of like the uh funko pop toys figures um, yeah and, and in was, that case it's doing you know, it very much on purpose but yeah. this seems to be just what it is yeah these remind me of those though they just it has a the the humans especially in this have a very uh, plastic feel to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the the Pokemon themselves didn't look too bad. Um, and that obviously could have to do with their proportions and their uh, more like furry fur all over their like Mewtwo and Mew in that one uh, little bit at the end of the trailer. Yeah, they looked fine. They looked great. You know, for a little CG three D animated movie. But yeah, the humans look a little off to me. Well, uh, we're, I'm sure we're they very look fine. used to seeing Pokemon in 3D. All the recent Pokemon games have been in 3D. You know, I I, I think it's just seeing Ash in 3D, seeing Misty and Brock and, and and Nurse Joy. 
that's really throwing a wrench in my gizmo, you know? That's that's a real that's a real brain stopper. It, it it you can't just casually watch that trailer and not think, oh, that was that was a little weird with Ash. Um it, it it's it's definitely it sticks with you yeah, yeah. It, it gives you nightmares about caterpillars it is what the trailer does to you Nah, this isn't the thing that did that we'll talk about that <laughs> later in the episode um i i like the toy look i i know some people are are not on it they, they think like it looks unnatural but it's to me it's like it, it pokemon is never gonna look so natural. Uh, maybe that's a segue to the next movie we're going to talk about. But I like the toy look. How do you think you about the? What do you think about I, the toy look? I'm I'm a little put off by it at first, but we've like it's really just the one shot of Ash, Brock, Misty, Nurse Joy. Yeah. That that like one shot is like lasts like a second or two. There's a shot and, in the trailer, um, with this. I think it's Dr. Fuji. The scientist. The scientist yeah. who finds Mew's DNA and clones Mewtwo out of it. In he, Costa Rica. In canonically. Co- yeah, canonically happens in Costa Rica. He looks good, and he's also a human, yeah. and, and he's done in the same style. I So I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think I'm with the one, that one, like, one second bit with the the protagonist characters has me feeling put off but it's a one second bit so i'm probably going to change my mind once i see it in motion and it will take me like more than one second to just adjust to it but it's probably fine it might be fine i'll say this i'm not exactly crazy about the idea of just like a one-to-one remake uh it's it's one of the big uh complaints that people lodge against doing live action remakes of disney classics like live action lion king people say well if you're gonna do a remake why do it like a shot for shot scene for scene kind of two they 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 keep too similar to the original plot and uh and i kind of get that on the other hand mewtwo strikes back is a great film i i i wonder (laughs) if there's i feel like you might agree with this and people similar in age to us might agree with this I think Mewtwo Strikes Back is maybe a better movie than some of the Disney movies that they're remaking in this way. And I, with those Disney movies, there, there's so much, like Beauty and the Beast, that, that Be Our Guest scene is so beautifully animated and it does things in the animation that can't be done in real life. Um, to the point that when I saw the live action Beauty and the Beast, my main thought was just like, well, I mean... There, there there was such a big cost in making this live action that like you you threw away so much of what was like maybe we didn't understand that it was important to the original before but now we know i don't know I, people actually like the live action beauty and the beast so so maybe i don't know well, what i'm talking about hermione can't sing so we'll just move on from that uh there's also what was i going to say uh I don't know. It seemed like you just wanted to slam uh, you know, on Hermione and like you didn't have a follow up. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I was trying to find my way back from Beauty and the Beast to Pokemon, and uh, yeah. I tripped on the way. I tripped. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, no, well, okay. So, what I what I was gonna I was gonna finish yeah, go for finish it. that comparison to the Disney movies with Pokemon the first movie, 
Mewtwo Strikes Back, I feel like the things that happen in that movie are not specifically tailored for the medium that it was in at the time. Whereas with this Aladdin movie coming up, there's going to be some genie scenes that are going to be... I'm I'm sure they will be worse. I know people are excited about, uh, including usual co-host of the show, Wyatt Donigan, uh, Will Smith's portrayal as the genie. But, man, I don't know. <laughs> there, there, There's, like, a lot... <laughs> He's a cartoon character in every sense of the word. Whereas I think Mewtwo is is probably good for this um for this medium that they're putting him in. Yeah. No, I agree. I think uh I think it'll translate well to the CG medium. Uh we've already seen kind of with what we're going to talk about next other aspects of Pokémon translating well to live action. So, um I think it'll translate well. I'm Curious to find out if they do differ at all, if they do vary along the tracks a little and, and mix up a couple aspects. But it really looks like it's the same exact movie. I think the biggest uh, yeah. details that could be interesting about this movie are details that will only appeal or apply at all, actually, to the American audience. Because there's a lot of errors in the original English localization of the movie. Um, and and huh. it goes from small stuff, like saying... Um, th th there's like oh, a, right. a silhouette of a Scyther, and they and Team Rocket calls it an Alakazam, or, or, or swap that maybe, I, I don't remember exactly. Small stuff like that. To, to bigger things, like in the Japanese version of the movie, Mew is like an original birth supremacist causing the fight with Mewtwo and in the in the American version of the movie Mew's just like just a little cat um <laughs> which is a pretty big difference um it's it's different I don't know if it's worse it's definitely different yeah I don't know if it's worse or better because that's weird to make Mew like so anti-clone you'd think that Mew has a better head on his shoulders or its shoulders um, but, but maybe, maybe Mew's just really racist and, uh, that, that is what made Mewtwo angry, which I think makes the plot make more sense in the Japanese version. But I, <laughs> I, I really liked Mewtwo as yeah. just like an angsty angster, you know? Uh, I felt like his motivations made sense because you're just like, he just got created out of mm -hmm. thin air yeah. and and he has to grapple with the notion that, like, well, if I was just made by some bumbling scientists, then what's the point of me? Do I have a purpose? Do I have a, a place in the world? And then, obviously, you're just going to start breaking stuff. I would. You've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Just start breaking stuff and cloning stuff. Yeah, I, I, broke, at least, stuff. I, I broke at least three houses when I found out I was born. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's tough for everyone. It's tough for everyone. Um. That's probably all. Detective we, Pikachu. Yeah. Well, what what do you think? Do you think they're gonna fix any of, of the the way it is in English for that movie? I I only just now learned that it was different, so oh, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, yes. There were also some some small jokes that only existed in the English dub that were probably fine. Like, um, Team Rocket says we're Vikings. Ash says I thought all the Vikings lived in Minnesota. 
as uh, <laughs> that's a line that's a, that's a good that's line a good football joke from ash uh referencing the real world vikings uh <laughs> <laughs> minnesota canonically part of the pokemon universe yeah but just minnesota and just costa rica not the yeah not the continents yep. they're attached to um they're just somewhere off connected to johto yeah to the west i i'm uh i'm cautiously excited for that uh, again this this uh this trend of, of remaking movies in either full cg or live animation i'm not completely on board with but this is maybe like one of the most nostalgic movies to me that i could possibly see so i'm pretty into it um I guess that's the reason this trend exists. Like, most of these movies are that movie for a lot of people out there. Um, that makes sense, you know. I guess that's why they do it. And they just happen to have... It just happens to be my turn for this specific movie. Do you... Yeah. I really like Mewtwo Strikes Back. Is it? Is it your favorite, oh, yeah. maybe? Is it, it's my favorite Pokemon Of the Pokemon movie. films? Yeah. Or of the of the films? I think of the exists. Pokemon film... No. <laughs> of all the films, that, that might be too much. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. It's not my favorite movie. It is my favorite Pokemon movie. Yeah, it's... Same. Uh, Power of One is good, but, uh... Yeah. I don't know. Mewtwo Strikes Back is great. And I've said this before. Mewtwo as a character, um, is my favorite in Pokemon. Not... Not necessarily to say he's my favorite Pokemon. Right. But specifically as a character, he's my favorite character. I think I agree with you. In Pokemon. We were actually talking. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Oh, we no. We were talking on Discord the other day about the cultural impact of Mewtwo and how for our, it's like our generation's Darth Vader, like that one villainous character that everyone kind of knows about and, 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 uh, and likes in a in a in a cool way. It's like, oh yeah, it's Mewtwo. Um, even if you don't know it, even if you don't know yeah. it, when you see the Detective Pikachu trailer and Mewtwo just shows up at the end and you're not expecting it, you're sitting there not even thinking about Mewtwo, and you said, oh, Mewtwo. Speaking of, okay, good transition, Detective Pikachu. Yep. Um, it had a trailer. It had a new trailer, and as much as. Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution is going to be like a fun, nostalgic thing for, for me, probably. I think Detective Pikachu will be a really good movie. I'm so psyched on it. I It's it's a great thing because it's, yeah. it's first of all, it's Hollywood. It's, this yeah. is an actual big-budget Hollywood mainstream production, which is not to say that's necessarily better than the, you know, the Pokemon anime films that are directed DVD Can or whatever. Can you believe it took this long? I'm shocked yeah that they didn't do a a big hollywood production before now but what i was going to say is uh i think this is an amazing premise for a hollywood take on pokemon better than the usual arc of pokemon which is to follow a 10 year old child on a journey this story that focuses on on uh, a pikachu and a human companion um that's an adult it's gonna land way better you know I don't really want to watch a movie starring a 10-year-old actor often. They're not usually great. But uh, I don't know. This looks great. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I agree with that. I, I think when the concept of Detective Pikachu was first announced, when they said, we're doing a live-action Pokemon movie, and I think it was like the next day they said, it's Detective Pikachu. 
Um, it, af- after that announcement, but before the first trailer, my thoughts were like, oh, dude, they just want to... They want to do Detective Pikachu because they want Pikachu to talk. And they want Pikachu to talk because they want to make it the main character. And they want to make it all chibi and, and like way too cute. And they're going to fall out fall on all the the usual like cute movie hollywood tropes um w- without making it a, a story about what pokemon usually is and more but about just like here's a pikachu hanging out and i was really down on it for like a while um in, especially because the detective pikachu game is pretty weird and out there compared to what pokemon usually is but as as i was understanding the premise of the movie I thought that it was going to be um, just just really kitty, you know, just because yeah. they, they wanted to make the main character of it a talking Pikachu, and it's so far away from from that assumption. Like it's it's completely completely out there. These these Pokemon designs in Detective Pikachu are viscerally upsetting in the best way. <laughs> they are grotesque. Yeah. In the best way, yeah. And I, what I really yeah. love. Oh, go no, ahead. No, no, I didn't you, mean to you say words. Cut you I, off I there. said too many words. All right. Here's a couple of my words. Uh, what I love about the setup in the premise here of Detective Pikachu on on the film is that uh, it it kind of just feels like a slice of life in the world of Pokemon. Like, uh, versus like if, if you're following a ten year old on this journey, it's got this sense of grandeur to it that is not exactly relatable. Uh, yeah. But this is more just like a, a cop story in a bustling city of Pokemon. Like it, it feels lived in, it feels realistic, but you know, it, and it makes it very relatable. It makes you see like this is what Pokemon would be like if you just were one of the regular people living in the world of Pokemon. You just see this going on on the street, not like you're on some grandiose journey to prove you're the very best. Just like some guy. Trying to solve a, mer- a mystery. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're Tim Goodman. Um, your name is Tim Goodman. And you're, you're trying to... That's real? That's his name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you're looking for your dad, Harry Go- Goodman. Uh, and that's all the same plot from the, from the game. This, this movie, I thought they would take, like, kind of just the, the bare concepts from the game. They're taking the whole plot. Like, most of the stuff in this movie... Is looking like it's coming directly from the game, uh, which is really surprising. Yeah. Hollywood doesn't often do that with adaptations not, not, of material not like this. Yeah, they they seem to have gone in a more like adaptation by way of inspiration recently, especially since right. the Marvel movies uh, have have really championed that approach. Um, it's it's yeah. pulling out sort of iconic elements from across a brand's history. Yeah, and creating a, a sort of amalgamation uh representation of that history but yeah no this is just one directly ripped story from the canon of pokemon which is really interesting yeah i'm i'm sure it ends differently i'm 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 sure like it's not just going to give away the ending in 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 this 3DS game from 3 years ago but um Mewtwo was in the game and Mewtwo is in the trailer Mewtwo shows up Again, Mewtwo's just a really good character. I wonder if they're going to play on the whole, like, creation of Mewtwo cloning situation in this movie also. 
if, if that's going to play in any kind of role in the plot. Um, what do, what do you think? Uh, I I'd be here for it. I would be down for it. I think that obviously I don't want a, a retelling of Mewtwo Strikes Back to take over this story that I just from a couple trailers am already invested in the story of the Pikachu and the uh, good man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think element, that's the thing with these kind of adaptations is that they, they always do want to sprinkle in the iconic elements, the, the memorable moments. And so if we get a little bit of Mewtwo's story in there, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't be against it. I would, I, yeah, I, I would, uh, I, I would like to see something, but maybe it's kind of like Spider-Man at this point, where everyone knows Uncle Ben died, and everyone knows he was bit by a spider, so you don't need to do it in this movie. Um, everyone who's going to a Pokemon movie probably knows Mewtwo's whole thing about why Mewtwo exists, and, and uh, if Mewtwo is there, the implications of that having happened. Right, yeah. right. Or 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 yeah. maybe they don't. Maybe, I don't know if people know that. These days. I mean, it's interesting. You look at like um, the X Men films. Uh, a lot of them, Wolverine was not a factor in the plot at all. But Wolverine is such an iconic character that they managed to go out of their way to have a scene that included Wolverine. And more than a couple times, they even just retold his origin story like multiple times throughout the franchise. Because everyone loves Wolverine. They just want to see Wolverine yeah. doing stuff. And and I feel like Darth Vader is like that in Star Wars. You're uh, not so much retelling his origin, but just slipping him in there. I think Disney uh, wants in to the movie Rogue his origin One. so bad. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm well, thinking about that now. I've been thinking about <laughs> Star Wars and how Disney is like... The, I wonder if Disney's going to do an alternate take on 1, 2, and 3 someday. I don't see it. I don't know, man. That's and especially right now when the culture as much as we've all come to like deride and 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 laugh at at the prequel trilogy, right now prequel trilogy is at peak nostalgia, even if it's just for the memes. Mm-hmm. Um it has its fans, man. It has its fans. The kids are grown up. Yeah, so they're wrong. I don't think yeah. that well, they're a little We don't wrong. need to get into that. They're not right, but you know. <laughs> well, I I don't know. Uh, I we're we're out here talking about how good the first Pokemon movie is, and that's like an actual bad movie. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. For some people, Star Wars Episode Three is their Mewtwo Strikes Back. <laughs> that's such a weird comparison. I don't I don't really know what that even means. <laughs> because it's like this movie we're both very nostalgic for that we like a lot but it's not like you know yeah it's not like good mm-hmm. and meowth's in it meowth's in both yeah yeah meowth's yeah. in both um i love the way greninja looks a lot in this movie greninja looks like really badass well um Let's look at what's new in this brand new trailer. In this brand new trailer. Uh, yeah, go for it. What's new? Ludicolo. Ludicolo looks great. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that moment. I was like, first you just see him and you're like, wait a yeah. minute, that, that's Ludicolo? And then he does his little, like he says his name, he yells but like his goes name cross-eyed. in the worst way possible. 
like if that was your bartender you would just not go to that bar you just would avoid that bar (laughs) yeah yeah especially like (laughs) pikachu asks for uh coffee from ludicolo and ludicolo answers in a way that could be no i'm not gonna get that coffee or i'll bring you two coffees how about that and (laughs) or like i'm gonna murder you and take your pants like you have no clue yeah he has one tone one volume mm-hmm. one tone which is not completely dissimilar from a lot of bartenders i've met um oh yeah yeah <coughs> um I've, great. I've met a lot that actually looked like that the same hat and hair all that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Mm. Ba- basically an anthropomorphic pineapple and maybe a little bit racist <laughs> with, 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 a, with a duck face yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I there. want them to do. There's so many Pokemon. I want them, just there, and it's ridiculous that they. I want them to do a joke of a Pokemon taking a selfie and ma- like a Psyduck taking a selfie and making a duck face. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that a dumb joke? Probably. I could be a. I could be a Hollywood executive with the like dumb jokes I have to well, relate to the youth. Well, let's let's talk about it because that's um. That happens in the opening of Super Smash Brothers Melee, where Psyduck goes and takes a selfie. Wait, that happened in Melee. Think, think. I forgot through, through the opening. He runs up to the camera, yeah. and like it, it's facing a, a big wall of Pokemon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or but I guess yeah. that was before the the like making a duck face while taking a picture was really in the lexicon of. Yeah, but of now now that you've started this conversation and i've remembered that it's in melee i guess melee always has a duck face selfie in it forever well hit tweet that you'll get retweets um sure i'll do it uh, what i one thing i want to say about the the selection of pokemon that are appearing in this film is obviously they have to be heavy on gen one like that's just obvious yeah. you're, you're trying to market this movie to the general audience pokemon in general it pretty much has to be in gen one or has to be focused in gen Mm -hmm. one a lot of people get mad at that being said they're not they're not shying away from throwing in other generation pokemon and giving them the spotlight there for their for their little moment in time oh yeah um greninja is gonna be a big part of the plot it seems um they, they they have a uh, a few shots really close up on a snubble. A a palm ludicolo. A palm ludicolo for sure from Gen three. Um, I I I bet we're gonna see some Gen eight Pokemon. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. The, the, it, the same it, way. It does make you wonder. They they definitely seem to be working closely with the Pokemon Company. Mm-hmm. In terms of the direction and the vision, so I could see it. Yeah, I'm I'm just really excited for this movie, Jeff. I it's like it looks like how I've ever always wanted Pokemon to look, and I know that sounds crazy because they look so gross and off putting. But <laughs> like in, in, in the show, Misty would be afraid of bug type Pokemon. And as a viewer of the show, you're like, that's ridiculous. They they just look like anything else, kinda. Um, Caterpie is just cute yeah. as heck. Caterpie is what's wrong with you? Worm shaped, but it's like it's fine. Um, it's not going to burrow through your skin like the the flesh of a <laughs> decaying apple. It, it'll be fine. Um, whereas in Detective Pikachu, it might. 
<laughs> Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. It the 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 Pokemon that look gross actually do, and the Pokemon that look scary, like a Charizard should look scary, actually does. And I I think that's that's a key part of like making these monsters function as they do in the in the canon of the story for the audience like they probably never have before the yeah the closest thing yeah, maybe I'm... how like it may be how pokemon snap felt when it first came out but now that's a nintendo 64 game so yeah yeah well it was it was an n64 game back then too it um, even was then yeah <laughs> yeah it's always just always has uh yeah i think that the the realism that with the way they've uh, depicted the Pokemon is spot on brilliant because it's realistic in a believable sense, but not like too far. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like they, they still, you can see like, yeah, I would find that cute and I would keep that as my little buddy or whatever, or, but you have to envision that these are not just animals. That would be taking it too far, making it too realistic. Yeah. These are kind of sentient creatures with feeling and and uh, and they're expressive enough to to convey that aspect of their characters. So so they're very they're realistic in, in a in a sense that they're very believable, but they're not too grounded that they're boring. Yeah, they, they seem to borrow a lot aesthetically with um, not like Christian demons, but the the anime interpretation of demons. How they're they're just like sort of animally, sort of humany, sort of um, their own thing a little bit, and and, and ha- <clears throat> excuse me, have have some magic infused within them, um, and that's that's what a Pokemon is. That that is what a pocket monster is. Ooh, do you think we'll ever hear the phrase pocket monster in the movie Detective Pikachu? I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, and I didn't, I didn't hope that until just, until just the second, but now that you've asked me, I really hope they do. do you, I mean, have we seen a poke, a uh, pokeball in Detective Pikachu? Have we seen? It's in like, it, is there one in the logo? I don't remember. I mean, maybe in the logo, but in, in, in but the actual I don't movie. think we've actually seen somebody throw a pokeball. Yeah. These guys don't look like they ever be in pokeballs. Which makes sense. Because do you ever stop and think about what it must be like to just be in a Pokeball? Yeah, I, I think if you want to bring Pokemon to a more realistic form, you need to abandon Pokeballs because it Pokemon in general are just more interesting when they are extant, so they need to be out. But also, um, that like thinking about what that means in terms of like you're my best friend ever. I'm going to put you in a cryo cyber stasis for a second. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what that, I don't, I can't understand really what that would mean for a Pokemon. There's so many questions. Yeah. There's so many implications. Like what happens if, uh, you know, you have all your Pokemon in Pokeballs and then you die and accidentally nobody like knows where you kept them. They're just in there forever. Or they fall, you accidentally drop your Pokeball and it rolls off a mountain into a stream mm-hmm. off into the ocean. And then it just goes into the ocean. You've just got a Pokeball in the ocean with a live Pokemon in it mm-hmm. forever. And do, are they aware of it? Or is it, are they experiencing real time? Is it stasis? Is it? Do they get hungry? Do they get hungry? Do they do they feel sad? If they don't get hungry, does the mechanic of the Pokeball run on any form of battery? Does that run out? 
can you imagine if your best friend is just like, all right, you go in the Pokeball now for a while. And then the next time he puts you out, it's been three weeks. Every single time you come out, you are so disoriented about the world and the events. And you're like, okay, wait, so what did I miss? Uh, it's been three weeks where just time moved and I didn't, I didn't visit. I didn't experience that. I can't, I can't handle this. So anyway, yeah, we're not gonna let we're not gonna let him put pokeballs in there. We're gonna make the phone calls. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make those those pokeball phone calls and just just make sure because in this movie, Pikachu has electric powers, but he is a mouse. Like that is a that is a mouse that looks not like a normal mouse, but kind of still a mouse. So. It, it's just like an actual animal uploaded to a flash drive that won't fly. That's too many like that if that's what if that thing is in your movie, that suddenly becomes what your movie is about. And like that's that's too that's too crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I could handle it. I think that uh as soon as they put a Pokémon in a Pokéball, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what happens after that in the movie. The whole time I'm thinking like, so what's his Pokemon feeling right now? Yeah. What's what's <laughs> what's his perspective on the passage of time and, and his place in the world? What is this? Yeah. What's going on with him? It's it, it's weird anyway. that if they do, I mean, when they do it in Me Too Strikes Back, it'll be fine. And when they do it in the, in the games, <laughs> yeah. it'll be completely all right. Well, that's a right. cartoon. It's yeah. just a cartoon world. Ryan Reynolds can't be in there. You can't you can't put Ryan you can't Reynolds, put in, Ryan Reynolds in one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Although that is probably like the cutest like single scene in all of Pokemon is like trying to put Pikachu in a Pokeball and he just is like smacking it away with his tail, just kinda like being a little cutie. That that scene is pretty cute. If they did that in live action, I'd I'd find it cute. And then I would just ask a lot of questions about Pokeballs. Yep. Yeah. Um, I didn't think this is where the conversation was going on Detective Pikachu, but this is <laughs> I I can't really not think about that right now. Uh, is there anything else Let's about summarize. the movie you'd like to to talk about? I I think we can I think we can summarize it there. Ludicolo is crazy. Ludicolo is crazy. Pokeballs are problematic. Mm-hmm. Mewtwo is that's, the that's greatest our character opinion. of a generation. <laughs> yeah, he's our Darth Vader. Yeah. I, th- I yeah, think the outcome of our conversation about that was no, actually, SpongeBob is our Darth Vader. Yeah, but <laughs> SpongeBob is our Darth Vader. Um, nothing, nothing yeah. really tops SpongeBob for the people that specific age group that we are, which are, I assume, our whole audience. Yeah, um, SpongeBob or Harry Potter, um, both are probably stronger than Mewtwo. As much as I don't want to admit it, I feel well, like Mewtwo is a much they, more interesting option. I think that the. Harry Potter or SpongeBob are our generation's Star Wars, but that doesn't make them our generation's Darth Vader. Mm, no, that's Mewtwo. Darth, <laughs> that's Mewtwo. That's Mewtwo. Not Voldemort. Voldemort, clearly. He, he's, he's really not. Nobody is like dying to see Voldemort show up in a cameo in the new Harry Potter prequel films. Like Nobody gives a shit about Voldemort, really. I feel like that's wrong. It's all about Mewtwo. People don't get crazy excited to see Voldemort. I feel like that's not right, but okay. Um, in, in, He's not like Darth Vader. In the interest of having Mewtwo win, I agree. Let's move I'll on put it this way. to the games. Okay, we'll move on. We'll <laughs> we move gotta on. gotta move on. Um, we can talk about this later, off the air. Yeah. 
there, there's actually been some other Pokemon Day or Pokemon Day Week news that we're not going to cover just because we kind of don't know enough about it. There was some stuff with the anime, like just the show itself. Uh, there's some stuff with the trading card game. There's some stuff with Pokemon Go. All of that stuff usually has like regular updates anyway, though. But the biggest, the biggest portion of this, it was clearly Pokemon Sword and Shield. The new, officially Generation 6 Pokemon... Sorry, 8. Oh my god. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> yeah. games for the Nint Nintendo Switch. The first Pokemon games for the Switch built from, uh, from the ground up to be new Pokemon games on this console. Um, what are your first impressions? First impressions is that aesthetically in terms of like the 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 graphical look this the world look everything the structure of the gameplay it all looks very similar to what we've seen on the 3ds um you're sort of you know you're this sort of chibi-ish character in a, a 3d world which was we were already got to 3d in the 3ds era um it looks better than was capable on a 3ds absolutely it looks bigger the the scope looks a little bit larger the the worlds that they're moving around in possibly larger or maybe it's just a larger draw distance i don't know but uh it, it looks bigger and better than what was on the 3ds but absolutely nowhere near the kind of dream scenario of what people maybe hoped would happen on a, a nintendo switch because the nintendo switch is a home console this is the biggest graphical leap in in power yeah in console hardware power uh that we've ever had between mainline pokemon games easily um and they are definitely not taking you know the full advantage of that um textures don't look great everything is a little bit low poly uh i likened it to uh, well, what you you said it looks like a GameCube game. I said it looks like a GameCube game running in Dolphin, so like a little yeah. bit like, you know, nicer but still a GameCube game's it, textures, yeah, and poly all that stuff. It it easily looks the best a uh, main series Pokemon game has ever looked. That's not something that we can take away from it. Um, that said, the only thing needed to accomplish that is just take what Sun and Moon was on the 3DS and fix some of the, the, the texture so it works on a higher resolution and then up-res it to the, uh, to the Switch's native resolutions. And that's what this is to me. It really looks like Sun and Moon. I, I know a lot of people who missed Sun and Moon, and I know you missed Sun and Moon. Um... Oh yeah, don't that have... doesn't make me excited. <laughs> well, uh, I, I've heard, I've heard, I guess not from you then. <laughs> I've heard a lot of other uh, voices just like saying, "No, this looks really good." What do you mean? It looks like Sun and Moon. It looks like Sun and Moon, you guys. Like Sun and Moon looked pretty. It it, it pushed what the 3ds could do, I think, in in terms of landscapes. But it, it this does not look particularly different. Like. I, I know people are excited about like seeing mountains in the background and, and seeing wide shots of, of like villages so you see more aspects of it at once on screen. Sun and Moon was already doing that. It it really we already got here. Um it, it just is now in HD 
rather than in 144p, which is uh, crazy to think of the fact that like we're still in the era of the 3DS right now, and it's in 144. Um, this is the way I look at it, is, uh, and I've I've been saying this all week, is I really feel like uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, they look like they're still handheld games. Yeah. Uh, and they are. They have created at Game Freak an, another entry of handheld games that happen to be on the world's most powerful handheld, the Nintendo Switch. Um, and if you play it in handheld mode, it's probably going to look great. If you think of this as just an evolution of your 3DS game, it's going to look great. If you were hoping that this is the thing you're going to put on your large screen television and play it like a console game, uh, I firmly believe at this point it's the worst looking Nintendo Switch game that has been put out by Nintendo themselves. I would argue and... that it's better than Let's Go by okay. margins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're comparing Pokemon to other Pokemon. That's true. That's fair. Uh, this is not the worst looking Pokemon game on the Switch, but both Pokemon games are the worst looking games on the Switch. Um, made fair. by Nintendo. I, I I've seen a lot of people saying that Let's Go looked better than this, and I I I, th- I think it's that thing. If if you like. If what you're trying to render on on a pixelated screen is just like a perfect square, it's going to look really crisp and good. And if you try to render like a, a Van Gogh painting, you're going to get some pixelation just because paint in real life doesn't have pixelation. Um, so I, I think it might be a little bit of that where like this is a more audacious and bold game than Let's Go and Let's Go just didn't really take any graphical risks, whatever. Everything's, like, really clean-shaven and, and square or perfectly round, and, you know, that's going to look better. Um, I don't I don't want to make people think that I just hate this, though, because I really don't. I actually don't. Um, I think that I will have fun with this. My thing with Pokemon is that in the late 90s, when they came out with the first Pokemon games, they came out with... A core gameplay principle that was so solid. Just the idea of you go on a Pokemon adventure and you catch Pokemon, you train them, they're your friends, and then you beat the the champion, you become the champion. That's a Pokemon journey. What that is, is so solid and, and so, like, defatigable that what you do with it kind of doesn't matter and i think game freak knows that now because we've seen pokemon games for the last few generations where the main hook of the pokemon game is either like our with x and y it was our, our jump into 3d and that was a big deal but outside of that it was like what if mega evolutions what what if you could evolve again after you're done evolving what if uh there were hawaiian versions of certain old Pokemon. What if there were like really one pow- really powerful like one hit moves? Um, we don't even know what this game's version of that is. I'm sure it has something, but we don't even know what it is. Um, and that's like not that much of an improvement at all. And Game Freak is totally fine with that because they know that their core Pokemon gameplay loop is like they stumbled on it accidentally in the 90s and it's still fine and it'll still be okay 
today. And that is technically true, but man, it wishes, it makes me wish they were so much more bold and, and like they had goals. Right. They don't seem to have goals. I don't know. Is that too, is that too is that too mean? No, no, no. You you are on the nose there. I think I, I've said this before. I can rag on a Pokemon game for this reason or that, and then in the end, it's still Pokemon. It's still gonna be good. Like it's still gonna be fine. It it's never gonna be bad. It's always gonna be still fun to play, still fun to go through the journey, and. You're you're always gonna be fine with it. You're always gonna say it doesn't matter how unambitious they were. Yeah. You're still gonna be like, well, at least it's still Pokemon. Still one of the better games that came out this year. I'll play it. And and that's fine. It every single time they come out with a new one, it has you wondering, man, what if they did more? What if they had a little ambition here and tried to shake it up or push it further? And you always have that thought and you always are let down, and then you always are like, Well, it's still Pokemon, I'll still play it. And that's fine. It, it's but but I'm going through that phase now again, where they had this graphical jump, or at least they had this hardware jump. They had the potential for a graphical jump. I, I don't know if I can say they jumped their graphics. Uh, it, they did. They did. Um, I, I, it would be unfair to say it's not better. It is better. It's like as bare minimum as you could get away with on the switch this is a nintendo no no switch. no no no, no. And the like, hardware it, it, here. I, I was saying earlier that it like it's just sun and moon and, and i i think a lot of the architecture is still that like i i don't think they changed the engine i i certainly think that they just like augmented the engine to work with switch but there, there's like stuff like train people humans in this game look better than they've ever looked um Pokemon in this game are well actually they're exactly the same. Uh they're literally the same models that they've used <laughs> since X and Y. Um now they just kind of make sense. In, in X and Y they were like, why are these models so high poly? And the reason is because they're gonna use them for like twenty more years. Um But th- there there are aspects of this game that it's look definitely an improvement. Great. It's an improvement. It to me is the kind of improvement that you couldn't get away with not having when you have this much hardware power. But does that mean they're tapping into the hardware potential? No. Not at all. Um, but my point is, your imagination naturally is going to run wild when you find out that the next mainline entries in the series are going to have that jump in hardware. And they're going to be technically console games uh, that can be played on a large television. And it offers up so many possibilities. And... The I think that the theme of this generation we're in that we're several years into now a couple a couple years into now, um, not Pokemon generation but uh, Council generation, um, the theme is, hey, what if they Breath of the Wild eyes that thing? What what if they were to open world that franchise? That's every that's on everybody's mind about every single game. And, and it's because they did it with Breath of the Wild and it was amazing. And then they did it with Super Mario Odyssey and quite a lot of people liked yeah. that too. I mean, the trick so is the Game Freak just isn't Nintendo. Everyone's mind. They're, they're not doing the same thing there. Um, they're yeah. not. And and it was unreasonable to to expect they would. But that doesn't stop you from being I don't think it's unreasonable to expect more than what this was, though. I, I, I think... Um, like, like there there is a sentiment of like, dude, it's Game Freak or it's Pokemon. What did you expect? Um, I expected them to to try to look competitive, to to look like 
I, maybe they'll, they'll fail at being competitive. That's totally reasonable to expect. But to, to, to try to look like, hey, we're, we're going to look like this these other guys too in some way. Um, I know that Nintendo brought Monolith Soft in to help with EAD uh, making Breath of the Wild. I, I wonder if they could have brought Monolith Soft in to help with Game Freak make uh, Sword and Shield. I, I wonder if that would be worth while for them to to have some sort of external help in, in making a game at this scale because what they're trying to do is make huge um like 30 plus hour rpgs right that's what a pokemon game is the first time you play through it and there there is a premium on that genre on console right now we're we're getting so many cool things, especially on Switch. We're getting uh, Persona Five is probably coming on coming out on Switch later. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is is coming out on Switch, and the these are the same genre as Pokemon, and Pokemon looks like this little kid at at, at the big kids table, and it doesn't it doesn't have to because when Pokemon first came out, I don't think it did. I I think it was just like. Well, this was on Game Boy. Of, like, you just can't do anything on Game Boy. This is to be expected. Um, and it never seemed to really make that big jump up from there. And we were all hoping it was this time, and it, it just clearly, this isn't the time for this. Maybe Gen 9, but I also have said maybe next gen, like every gen for a long time, so... I don't want to say maybe. Yeah, I think that you're. It really was the time because I don't think. Uh, well, I, I think it'll be a long time before you have as much hype behind a Pokemon yeah. game as you did for Gen Eight with the way the Nintendo Switch is just massively successful, mm -hmm. just a, a phenomenon of success. And then you have the fact that Pokemon is never made this kind of jump before that they had the potential to make right now in terms of the hardware. And so, um, you know, obviously the, like the Nintendo Wii was, um, incredibly huge success of sales, but nobody was thinking to themselves like, okay, well the next mainline game has got to be a Wii game and it'll completely re reinvent the Pokemon franchise and, and make it modern and amazing. Nobody was thinking that then. Everybody was thinking that now because the new mainline Pokemon games had to come out on switch. Yeah. Um, so, this was their chance. This was their opportunity to really come out with a big swing and, and make a jump forward. I don't think they've done that. I think it'll still sell incredibly well because everyone with a Switch will just be like, yeah, well, I'm going to buy Pokemon. Um, and they will take away the lesson that they don't need to change because they take away that lesson every generation. My Okay, I, I, I want to say some good stuff about this game. I really am not as sour on this game as I, I think. It's just like... I had these low expectations, low expectations were met, I'm gonna be upfront about that. But I, I have some good things to say about these games. Um, so far, like what, what I've really been looking for in a Pokemon game, I, I, I've written a, a big pitch for a new Pokemon game that you helped out with and, and uh, listeners of the show might be familiar with. I, I've talked a lot about what I think Pokemon should or shouldn't be as, as a long time fan who whose opinions ultimately don't matter at all um in in terms of gameplay design 
I've not seen anything so terrible at all. I've not, I, it has not yet committed any of the major sins other than being visually lackluster that, that I really care about. Um, the, the, so, so here, here, here's some, here's some, uh, conspiracy theories, Jeff, you're into some conspiracy theories about sword and shield. Well, do I watch YouTube? Yes. I'm into conspiracy theories. Let's go. Okay. So on both logos of sword and shield, there is a wolf head. Um, it is the hilt of the sword in sword. And it's like on top of the shield in shield. And that wolf head um, also appears on the, the the map. It seems to be a... Uh, it's just in some places. It, it seems to be a, a logo of the Galar region in some way. My theory is that wolf is the, the big legendary Pokemon of the region. And that it's more of a Mewtwo-like legendary than let's say, a, a Kyogre and Groudon-type legendary. And what I mean by that is uh, it, it, it's going to be in the world somewhere, but it's not going to be like the big version-exclusive legendary that ties the whole plot together. I'm, I'm thinking that because it's on both games, um, whatever Pokemon is on the cover of these games is not going to be a big deity legendary that the bad evil team tries to capture in order to make their plans go through like has been the case in generations three through seven invariably um and stepping away from that plot is so exciting if they actually do it if they actually manage to stay away from that plot i'll be thrilled I don't want this 10-year-old to save the world again. I'm, like, cool with that not happening. Um, and I, I want this 10-year-old to, to self-actualize and go on a Pokemon journey and become the best they can be and maybe, maybe if they're good enough, become champion. But saving the world is not, like, an exciting or interesting thing for a Pokemon game to do. Am I, am I reading into that wolf head way too much? I think yeah, so. Fair uh, I mean, it's definitely something to be excited about, uh, the possibility. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we just know so little at this stage. I, I'm skeptical, is all I'm going to say. Is uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, I would say. But uh, until we see it... My, my first thought when I see the wolf head, obviously it's going to be some sort of like legendary yeah. or, or very... Well, I, I think it's pretty region. obvious it'll my, be my, some sort of legendary <clears throat> Pokemon. Right. But my first thought is to think that <clears throat> it will be the box legendary on both boxes with a, a a particular form of it. Some, you know, you've got the the shield form and the sword form of this singular Pokemon, and you can only activate the shield form in Pokemon Shield. You can only activate the sword form in Pokemon Sword. Um, maybe they wouldn't do that because they already have. Uh, a wolf with multiple forms that they just advertised the heck out of in Gen 7? Seven, seven? What are you talking about? Uh, which would be... Oh, Lycanroc. Um, yeah. Lycanroc, which has the day form and the night form, and that would kind of be pretty redundant to do yeah. a wolf that has a sword form and a shield form. Um, 
but I don't know. That that's that would be like that's my first instinct is to see this wolf thing and think like, okay, well they're gonna have a wolf on both boxes or whatever they're gonna have. And and I know it's been rumored or, or I've seen it talked about that they might do something involving uh, armor evolutions. Yeah. And we have no idea what yeah, that could I'm, mean. Yeah, I'm kind of but... trying to stay away from that because I just don't. I don't know. It could be real. Um, for 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 those yeah. for the so listeners out there, my point is there, we don't really know anything. The idea behind them are that um, pretty much just like Mega Evolutions, certain Pokemon are going to have these armor evolution variants where if you find their armor, you can evolve them in battle probably. And um, they'll they'll have a certain armored form, and uh, some of the Pokemon that I think were specified to have armored forms were Charizard, uh, Flygon, Lycanroc. I think uh, just just some some older Pokemon will get these armored forms, and I bet um, if this is real, I, I'm pretty sure they'll probably bring that armored Mewtwo thing from the anime. That sounds like too good of a connection. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the rumor. I don't know. It, it feels just like Mega Evolutions. It feels even lazier than I would expect their new gimmick for this game to be. Well, I think that it, what makes it, what, what lends it any believability, what makes a rumor like that spread is the fact that everyone kind of expects there to be some sort of gimmick. Uh, and then everyone kind of. No, I, I don't think people are expecting a huge shift in direction in terms of how do they structure the plot? How do they present legendaries and things like that? That's definitely something to hope for. I, I'm in agreement with you that I think that that plot is very tired and I want to get away from that. And I think that making the box legendaries these regional like deities that have the power to shape time and, and waffles and I don't know, whatever concepts that they're... No, you got to. it's time and waffles. Uh, yeah, is the breakfast yeah. legendary. Um, I, I'm not interested in those types of Pokemon. I, like like you said, you're hoping this is more like a Mewtwo, which is just a very powerful, one-of-a-kind Pokemon. That's really all there is to Mewtwo. He's not the guardian of, you know, the region. He's not, the, he's not in charge of everyone's souls to, like, cater, you know, shepherd them to heaven when they die. I don't know. He's not... He's not in charge of anything. He's just a really powerful guy who happens to hang out in this cave. And if you happen to find him, you're going to be so excited because he's so powerful and yeah. one of a kind. And you just happen to find him as this 10-year-old trainer. That's the type of stuff I'm into, as you are. And, uh, yeah. But but my point was, we really don't know anything much from what we've well, seen there, so there's far. some other things I maybe, do Maybe like. we can talk more about what we do know. I, I there, There's some more stuff that is actually in the trailer that I do like and I uh I'll I'll just list them through. Um I think the theme of this this region is great and it might be my favorite theme for a yep. region in maybe ever. I like it a lot. I I really like the look of Galar. I like the look of this uh British inspired and it is British, not English, uh in, inspired area where like your starting town or what we think is the starting town is the Scottish Highland Farm area and, and uh, the the Glasgow based castle town looks so cool. I I love every part of it. It really looks cool. Um, and and I feel like that is kind of what Pokemon games are at this point. What what they're selling like first and foremost 
what the marketing is for is for us to show off this this region and then individual pokemon species come later as the secondary form of marketing but uh like i i, I think if you like sun and moon what you like about sun and moon mostly is is alola right the region and uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like galar more than sun and moon's region I know a lot of people really like Alola, and uh, that's probably just a taste thing. I I just like the the British Isles a lot as a I just like them, um, but I think it looks really nice, and I'm I'm really down to explore that area. That's something I like. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree. Something else I like. Um, the, the focus on the trainer. Now, this is kind of maybe also reading into the trailer a little bit. But but hear me out, Jeff. Um, the trainers in this game look so much better than they've ever looked. And I think part of that is because they've been aged up a little bit. Um, they're still kids. But they, they look like, okay, maybe this kid could be your avatar if you're an adult. Or a little kid. Or a teenager. Um, and, and that, I think, is, is healthier for a player-avatar connection. Just, just sort of, some sort of, like, vague, making it more vague so you can make it more personal. Um, the, the way they've shown off these characters' clothes, I think I'm, we haven't exactly seen the confirmation of this. But I think um, customizable trainers are, are pretty much a lock. We're, we're going to get more clothes... More, you can change what your character looks like more. Um, that'll look really cool, and I'm I'm really excited for that. Hey, you're you're mainly here for the fact. I'm that mainly he's not here wearing for shorts. the fact that he's not wearing shorts by default. Jeff, in Sun and Moon, in in Sun and Moon, if you're playing a a, a male character in Sun, at least, because that's what I did, and and I'm 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 positive I exhausted all of my options. There is no way to wear normal pants. It is impossible. There are there are cut off jeans, and that is the closest. That is the closest you can get. Uh, you can't wear not shorts, and that is. <laughs> I I live in Southern California. I live in a beach town. It gets like sunny here. I go to the beach sometimes. Dog, I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing jeans. My life doesn't. I'm not a shorts guy. I don't have the temperament. And <laughs> if you look at black and black. Two and white two, the default character. Listener, just go ahead and Google them right now. Look at those goofy wetsuit under shorts that they're we- wearing. Hideous. Then uh, X and Y, great actually. Uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, nope, shorts again. Sun and Moon, shorts and just like they're, they're bad shorts. S- Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, they've gone so far down the shorts rabbit hole... That Jeff, the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon protagonists, which are the same characters as the Sun and Moon protagonists, they're 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 wearing these dumb like, again, it's like some sort of board shorts over wetsuit shorts also, and I think like the wet no, it's like wetsuit capris, and that's not a thing, just just like yeah, have have your have your male character wearing capris like they always do, they don't always do that. They sometimes do that, and I see it because I live in Southern California, and we're, and we're a little bit more open about our clothing here than I think the rest of America, maybe. But, like, no, that's not, like, a normal thing. 
And they're also just, they put Crocs on that boy. Jeff, they put Crocs on the boy character in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Offensive. <laughs> Absolutely offensive to me. Because there's just no pants option. I'm sorry for the rant. I'm just saying, in, in Sword and Shield, they look great. I just wanted to point out to the audience, not a single word of what Mitch just said uh, was new to me. I've yeah. heard it all before. But I really wanted to get it on record. I wanted to see if I could spark a, a little a little fuse there and see what we get out of him. So you're all welcome. Mm -hmm. I did that. Um, yeah, I, I think that... Can I just mention one thing that um, people... Some people are quite disappointed about. And I'm not necessarily disappointed, but I think it's an interesting topic. Is the fact that Pokemon Let's Go, yeah. which just came out recently... Uh, it made a big deal about Pokemon appearing oh, okay, in the yeah. world, in the overworld. And um, that was kind of its, maybe partially its mm -hmm. main feature. Uh, and obviously, so Pokemon Sword and Shield does away with that at all. You, not only do you not have them around the world, but you don't even have the, the Pokemon yeah. following you, which has always been kind of a fan favorite uh, feature that they'll bring back like once in a blue moon and then the next game will just yeah. not have it again. And, uh, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think Pokemon not following you is a complete waste after having it happen in, um, having it happen in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. In Let's Go, it is still, like, the, the game is based on Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow's grid-based map, though. So maybe it's easier to just have that never be a problem, whereas in Sword and Shield, you're going to be going up and down hills, and there's going to be elevation things, and you might get stuck in a corner, and like, I could see how following Pokemon might be a little bit harder to program in that setting. Um, so that's my theory on why they're not there. I, I still think it would it would be great if, if they were there. Uh, following Pokemon were, were great in, in Let's Go... And it Let's Go is a very divisive game. That is not part of why it's divisive at all. Everyone likes following Pokemon. Um, Pokemon appearing in the overworld, like for you mean for wild Pokemon, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Cause in Let's Go, in Let's Go, your interaction with a wild Pokemon, you don't battle a wild Pokemon in Let's Go. Uh, the main method of interacting with them is a motion control based m m capture mini game where you mimic throwing a pokeball with your joy-con and uh and, and and that's how it works that's how you catch a pokemon and you can just walk up to a pokemon you see at any time and do it we're going back to fighting wild pokemon um in in battles which I, I definitely prefer to a motion control thing. I, I, I think in, in introducing motion controls, I think, was supposed to be a, a simplifying measure, and it just completely did the opposite, I would say, in Let's Go, where it, it, it made it so much more complicated and inaccessible. Like, if you if you're have, have any form of, of um, arm-based disability, like, forget about it. You're not throwing that Pokeball correctly. It's hard to throw that Pokeball correctly. You, you miss 100% of the time if you don't exactly, like, keep your wrist completely straight. Um, so that's gone, and I think that's good that it's gone. 
but if if you change if if you revert back to what the capture method is i think you need to also revert back to what the encounter method is um because they're kind of tied together a little bit i understand seeing wanting to see uh overworld battles because the alternative is random battles and that means like if you're not in the mood to to do a, a battle like you can't just like walk around a pokemon i get why that is good i and i think it is good in a lot of cases it's just that um like in let's go there was this weird balance that wasn't being fulfilled when you go through a cave for example like uh you remember rock cave rock tunnel in in kanto it's one is uh it's made well, of rocks yeah uh, it's it's the tunnel north of um, like Lavender Town that you go to, and there, there's there's right. Machop and Onyx and Geodude all over the place, and Zubat, Re regular cave stuff, right? And um, yeah, in Let's Go, when you're going through it, you go through it either a lot slower than you would have in the original games because you're you're voluntarily walking into every overworld battle you see. Um, to get some EXP, because you get EXP whenever you catch something, or you just want to catch them for having them sake. Or you go a lot faster, because you're avoiding all of the wild Pokemon, just because you don't, you you don't want to deal with it. And what, no, no matter what your approach is, it, it, it almost always feels a little bit wrong. Like, uh, maybe I, I shouldn't be, like, fighting everything, this seems excessive, or... Maybe I, I, I should have slowed down to, to catch that Onyx. You know, now now I'm under-leveled a little bit. And, um... Right, you're saying the original games kind of take the guesswork out of it by just forcing the right ratio of random encounters. Yeah, because then you, you, in Let's Go, you're going to end up at a gym battle and you're going to be under-leveled and you're going to think, oh, well, maybe I should have just voluntarily caught an onyx i didn't want and the no you shouldn't feel that way uh you you, sh you shouldn't feel that you have to catch something you don't want just so you can play like the game's game a little better um with random battles i know they're more annoying but they do facilitate a better like experience overall i think um I think they also just facilitate the idea of going through a scary cave where anything can happen a little bit better. You know, like, oh man, am I going to be ambushed? Right. Because in Let's Go, you're never ambushed. You're never, like... You're, you can always walk around the Zubat. Yeah. So, how about these uh, starter Pokemon? We've got... Brand new starter Pokemon. They're the only new Pokemon we've had revealed to us. And, um, you know, obviously people have very strong opinions about their starter Pokemon. They're really the star of the game, in a sense. Uh, what do you think? We have Sobble is the water type, is a kind of a, a water gecko, water lizard. Uh, Grookey is the grass type, which is a monkey called the mm -hmm. chimp Pokemon. There's a monkey. It's not a chimp. Uh... And score bunny, which is the fire type, which is a bunny, and kind of a kind kind of a little little yeah, kind cartoony of a little guy mischief maker. Um, I'm gonna pick score bunny. 
Okay, well, that I didn't expect you to already have. Picks, no, I, I, I. It depends on there you what go. they evolve That's a good into. Conversation because um, when X and Y was revealed and it was Chespin, Fennekin, and Froki, I thought, man, Froki looks kind of gross. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. But then I liked Greninja a lot more than I liked the other two final forms. So then I pick. I did end up picking Froki. Um, but in a more general sense, what do you just what do you think yeah, of these three starters? These three so, starters. I don't I think, know. I don't. I don't think they're particularly strong. And I. I think that. Yeah. I was gonna say that they are a product of having to come up with three new grass, fire, and water animals, like again for the eighth time. But Generation Seven and Sun and Moon had extremely strong starters. Um. Really really nice designs on all three um rowlet litten and and poplio were great starter pokemon a great set of starter pokemon and that was just the last one so i i don't know if i can give these guys that excuse i they seem really samey to me uh grookey specifically I, i've seen this being tossed around i i, I think it looks kind of like if you averaged out every starter pokemon from the last like three two or three generations it just it's just one of them uh and then even as <laughs> as a group like it, it look at the sun and moon starters they, they their body types are so different litten's on all fours and rowlet's basically a sphere and poplio is a seal and uh like they, none of them look like each other all three of these guys look like they got the same baby round big circle heads um I don't think they're particularly strong. Uh, what What do you think? Yeah, I was gonna say the same. I, I I I don't think they're strong relative to what we've had in the past. I think, especially X and Y and Sun and Moon, the two most recent generations, we've had fairly strong all around uh, group of starters, and uh, not so much here. But uh, like you said before, it's all gonna. De- depend on what they turn into. I don't think that the fact that they're doing the same pattern every time of a grass, a fire, and a water, I don't think that that impedes their ability to make good designs because all you have to do is follow um, Bakemon, Pokemon fan art of of their yeah. you know fan creations. And it's pretty obvious that there's nearly limitless possibilities to creating starter Pokemon that are compelling in design. Well, they often. also so, don't have to uh, do fire grass and water every time you know like they don't have to right i'm just saying that's not the yeah, problem you're you're right you're right but I, I think it is indicative of just like how how formulaic pokemon feels and how how risky it would be to change even the smallest thing like the types of the starters uh in in that same vein we know gyms are back and we know there's probably going to be eight of them like normal um but this time the gyms have been uh, made into stadiums and they look like s- soccer fields or, or football fields, as the uh, as the British would say. And I think that's cool. It, it definitely increases a sense of grandeur about like your quest going through this area. Yeah, I think that's part of, uh, you know, there's always been a slight disconnect between the, the experience of playing the games and then maybe the the grandeur of seeing it depicted yeah. in the anime, even as far back as the first season of well, the anime. especially then, yeah. Um, yeah, you would have 
Pokemon gym battles in these elaborate large arenas that and and the Pokemon League at the end of the season and with like crowds of of audience members and it, it felt so big it felt so exciting like yeah this is a this is a real sporting event that you're participating in with all the excitement that comes with that 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 comes with competing and in the Pokemon games there obviously it's just kind of like okay go into a room and battle the boss and obviously the battles have never quite given the feeling of being in the overworld like there's a disconnect between the overworld and then the battle screen although they've gradually broken down some of those barriers to make the battle screens more Mm -hmm. immersive um but yeah i think that that's a good step in the right direction if they have the gym battles in these you know stadiums uh depending on how they look we don't really know how what they look like in battle uh that could be very exciting and elevate the sense of scale it could it could um i i i'm in for anything that makes the trainer's journey more uh more more completely realized um and 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 i don't mean just like going on any any adventure just like their their adventure trying to become better i think is so so intrinsically valuable and interesting and um pokemon when it does it well it does it extremely well and uh that is that is one of the things i'm most excited for with sun and moon i i i think there is an opportunity to really do that um in in uh, in, in an impressive way that has not yet been attempted and i think the region is specific it looks specifically built for almost that kind of story like we're just going to keep on going keep on going to the top it, it looks like you start at the bottom go to the top um just just try to get better at pokemon and and uh collect more and better pokemon uh go to different stadiums and, you know it's yeah. one one thing that you focused on a lot when when we worked on your uh your pokemon pitch uh, concept is the concept yeah. of the rival and and that's something we have not yet seen to what it, you know the way they're going to depict the rival in this game but i do think that is an incredibly important component of that uh, the trainer's story, as you call it, and the motivation to get better, it, it comes intrinsically from the comparison to the rival and the fact that, you know, especially some generations do it better than others, the way the rival is depicted, their personality and the like, is you just are automatically motivated to, like, want to beat mm-hmm. them. You, you know, with Gary, or with Blue in Pokemon Red and Blue, you, you're like, this guy is a is real brat and a half and you can't be worse than that you can't let him have the satisfaction you know you you got to beat him and um yeah i I, we'll see how they do that because other generations in my opinion have failed at creating that relationship has come out and specifically said that kids these days don't like mean characters (laughs) which is an interesting um really just a guess from him (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's no evidence for that there isn't blame it all i mean i I can kind of see where he's coming from uh i in in my opinion i i I think that the the rival being mean and 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 kind of snippy is one of many ways to have an external um motivator for for your journey i i think it's a good one um and, and maybe more powerful than a friendly rival but it's not the only one I, I, I'm not 
I'm 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 not like so attached to that idea of of the mean rival. I I think it it could be equally motivating to have just like if if there's someone going through a similar journey and and you keep running them into them in stadiums and they're just like so famous and they're so well liked and they're 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 doing so well and they're so successful just wanting to say like okay well yeah, then i obviously want that too or like i should be that instead of you just like some sort of um other kind of motivation like even even if they're they're completely nice maybe their niceness is just like part of it like yeah i bet everyone likes you you're you're clearly mama's favorite child you know it, it, that 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 kind of thing that that would be that would be fine too if if they want to stay away from rude characters. That's such a weird thing to say. That's <laughs> such a weird thing for him to say. It is. There's there's no evidence at all. I I, I I remember cartoons from when I was a kid. They used to have cartoons. They still have them now, and I don't think this has changed. Every cartoon that follows like a kid as the main character. Yeah. Or even not cartoons, even just like the kids sitcoms, you know, kid television shows. Any show that follows a kid has a bully or rival character that is just like Satan. You just hate their guts. They all have it. They all have it. They haven't stopped. And kids haven't stopped watching either. So I I think we need to show more Nickelodeon to (laughs) Junichi Mishuda. We need to make him watch more Nickelodeon. And he'll get it. He'll get it. Yeah, and I mean, like... He just... He never watched Lizzie McGuire. From I being can tell. in Japan, you'd think... Like, every anime has some sort of... Crazy, evil dick of a person. <laughs> and, and, like... Yeah. yeah. Kids don't kids don't like rude characters, actually, so... <laughs> it's such a guess. It's such, a, like, a complete guess. <laughs> it's, it is. It's a guess. I love the idea that he just make claims about what children like that very clearly have no evidence but um i like to imagine that maybe he does that all the time i think just like he has a grocery store if he works a game freak that's game freak's whole thing it's just just guesses oh i'm just talking about like in his life like he's at the grocery store buying food for his family and he's just like nah kids don't really like cereal (laughs) kids don't like kids don't like cereal i think i won't get any kids kids do like waffles kids don't like pancakes (laughs) Big, big, grand assumptions. I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They have as much evidence as anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what else? Gallery region yeah. looks great. Uh, uh, as a region, as a location. Yeah. Looks great. The starters. Uh, yeah, okay. Are you going to pick Grookey? Um, like, obviously, it's going to depend on what they turn into. I'll say this. The last time that they did a primate... Uh, starter Pokemon with Chimchar. Um, and Chimchar is does Chimchar have a tail? Does Chimchar have a tail? No, it's kind of like a fire bush on its butt. I was gonna say Chimchar is actually a chimpanzee. Uh, unlike Grookey, who's a monkey, the chimp Pokemon. Um, Chimchar the, was the last time they did a sort of primate. And I remember seeing Chimchar when they first revealed the 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 starters. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm definitely going to pick Chimchar. Like, I love monkeys. But he's definitely going to turn into this really bulky, 
large round gorilla, right? Because those tend to be the kind of characters I like more than sleek, agile, thin bodied characters. And of course he turned into a sleek, agile, thin bodied, like ninja. And I was not interested at all. I was thinking like, you know, I'd much rather have like a blastoise body shape than a, uh, in infernape body shape i want this big gorilla guy and so grookey has potential you, you think he's turn he, grookey he's more likely to turn into a, like a rounder gorilla than an i'm not saying he's more likely well he's definitely more likely because, than chimchar, <laughs> chimchar is because we already chance, know yeah. and, I, and he failed Unless me infernape but grookey gets has the chance evolution and then it's a big old boy oh I, I, I like the big chonky boys. I think uh, we'll get more of that. I, I was thinking the same thing with Froki. I was like, oh, Froki is a frog. I want this big, bulbous, like, monster frog that he turns into. Just this big, you know, make him, like, Venusaur-sized and shaped monster frog. And then they turned him into Greninja, who's a ninja. And I was like, man, I don't know about that. That's fine. It's okay. I guess. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what they turn into. They could turn, you know, he could turn into a big chonky boy, or he could turn into uh, a twig man. But, uh, yeah, I can't can't make any claims yet. I will say this, and I know that I, you don't share this opinion with me. Um, but uh, because every Pokemon game feels very samey in terms of gameplay, uh, they don't take a lot of risks. They don't make a lot of big changes. Uh, to me, one of the more exciting parts of each Pokemon game, by default, because it's one of the main things they do differently, is new Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not much there's not much else to be excited about. And so uh, I am excited to find out what new species we get, what new designs we get. Maybe some of them will be British themed or, or uh, you know, themed to the region. We'll get maybe some dragons and... Uh, you know, mythical things, and who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I know you're not quite as excited just for new species well, of Pokemon. Well, for me, I'm not unexcited for them. It's just that there's so many other things I'm thinking about with Pokemon games that it, it seems like a weird thing to get hung up on the thing that it's, like, usually probably fine. Um, just new, new Pokemon. There will be them, and it will be fine. There's just oh, there's already yeah. 800 That's Pokemon, like, more than 800. So it's like, what are the odds that any of these new ones are going to become my favorite? Very low, um, just on on a numbers thing. Well, but that that it don't have to be your favorite. Every generation has the standouts for that yeah. journey, and and you had your you loved Robombi or yeah, whatever, Robombi's and. So every generation is going to have those that are somebody's favorite for that generation. And, and that's always fun. It's a little fun. It's a fun little new thing every time. And it never disappoints. Like you said, it's not really exciting because you know it's just going to be fine. But it's never like bad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get that. That's, some, that's one thing we know for sure is coming. And will probably not disappoint. To me, new species of Pokemon are, are similar to like new kinds of guns in a Call of Duty. Where it's like, yeah, no, no, that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool, and like the the kind of gun that you use is going to change the gameplay dramatically for you. But um, you, you're not gonna sell a, a game to me based on that, you know. That you're not gonna. That's not gonna be the crux of the whole thing for me. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I am I am excited about new Pokemon. Well, there's there's no guns in this game, just swords and shields. Um, I just got a I just had the thought that now I'm not gonna be able to shake is uh, a Pokemon that's themed around siege weaponry, like a catapult mm. Pokemon. And uh, now that that's in my head, it's not gonna go away. So we'll see. What does a we'll see how that shakes Pokemon out? Look like. Okay, so imagine that is uh okay. Let's say it's a cat. Okay. Right. And um, so now imagine the base of a catapult, but instead of wheels, it has legs. And instead of a base, it's like a body. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the rear of the catapult is where the cat's head is. Okay. Okay. The front of the catapult is where the, the arm of the catapult starts to extend and it, reaches back towards the head and that's where you would load in uh, a large such boulder a challenging and then thought. let it fly <laughs> now now wait 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 it makes sense so the rear <laughs> the rear of the catapult where the arm of the the main launching arm extends okay. from is the tail it's the tail mm-hmm. of the cat but it's shaped like a catapult arm and he can like retract his tail back to his head like this and then you load a little boulder in there, and then he flings it, and he's a cat, and he's a catapult. Kitty, kitty pelt. And that's the pun. Kitty pelt, yeah, because he pelts you yeah. with rocks. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So anyway, now I'm going to make more phone calls, make mm-hmm. sure that one gets in. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah, I, I don't it. know if our, uh, if our ambling around the two new movies and the trailer for sword and shield is, is particularly valuable for anyone, but kitty pelt is. So I'm happy that we got there. Well, we're trying to get both audiences, all two of them. We've, we've got two different, (laughs) we've gotten the two, the two audience types. Uh, Uh, there really are two types of audience members is people who are interested in thoughtful Mm -hmm. discussion. Um, well, Really, it's just there's people who are interested in catapult Pokemon yeah. that are cats, and then there's people yeah, who are not. True. Those are the two. Those are the two types. Anything else on Sword and Shield? Anyway, you, Jeff? I was trying to say I really have nothing more. I, I think that we'll have to wait and see. That's my whole opinion with this game. We'll have to wait and see. They've revealed the bare minimum. They've revealed a decent amount. Uh, get us thinking and get us started, but. We really don't know a whole lot of the details, so uh, you know I'm I'm cautiously here's, here's optimistic. Question. Do you think there will ever be a moment in the lead up to this game where they will announce something that amounts to a hook? A hook is in a like mar- a, a a regional no, gimmick. No, not a regional gimmick. I don't think that's a hook. I I, I think the the hook was for for X and Y. It was like. Enjoy a Pokemon experience like you've never seen it before in 3D, uh, with 3D models and everything. And with Sun and Moon, it, I think the hook was a low leather region. Like, look how how lively and how exciting this Hawaiian area is. I don't think we've seen a hook for these for these games. Is I don't, don't think, think there, there is. is. I I think that. I don't think that they've got anything tricky up their sleeve other than a gimmick that you would say is not a good hook. I think they've probably got something like that. I don't think they have anything up their sleeve that is going to make you say, oh, that's what sets this one apart. That's what makes this the huge step forward. Like, no, we're not really going to have that. 
Uh, I think that just the fact that it's on the Switch is, in their mind, is the hook. It's the fact that you can play on the most powerful handheld of all time. Also, you can play it on your TV set. How arrogant is that? Because if that's the hook, it's competing with every other game on the Switch who also has the hook, it's on Switch. Yeah, that is very arrogant, but that's exactly their attitude. It's um, They're not comparing themselves to anyone else because they're saying, you know, this is Pokemon. You, you already know you love it. We don't have to convince you, but now it's on yeah. Switch, and you'll love the Switch. We already know you'll love the Switch because you bought one. Isn't that a marriage of two things you love? Like, you're going to buy it. We don't have to try. You're going to buy it. You're going to buy it. So buy it. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's been the Super Jump Podcast. Thank you so much uh, for accompanying me, Jeff. We'll have, I promise, it's been a while since a regular episode happened. We've had a couple of these, Jeff. Um, yeah, before I take yeah. off, I just, and I do want us to end right here, but, um, and I don't want you to get into what I'm going to say, but I love that we never did tie it back into your awful, horrific caterpillar dream. <laughs> And now, and now that's just an, a, a, a terrifying, disgusting buildup to no payoff. <laughs> that's how this ends, and I the love it. The thought was that the the caterpillar dream has a lot to do with just like showing how temporary life is in the face of this pervasive presence that is Pokemon. But I I didn't really I I kept thinking about it throughout the episode didn't find the opportunity to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we we promise we will have a regular episode next week at this time. Next week at this time, to, it'll be totally normal. In fact, I believe we have a special guest who's never been on the show before. So get excited about that. Before we head off, Jeff, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, well, if you want to follow me, I mainly these days am blogging about the Xbox One and PC game Sea of Thieves, a pirate adventure open world game. And uh, you can find my blog at medium.com slash golden hyphen sands hyphen blog post. Or you can find me on Twitter at golden sands blog. It's a it's a good blog. If if you're interested in Sea of Thieves, it's it maybe the most comprehensive source of written information about the game. Period. I thanks thanks for saying that. I think so. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't even think that's like that high praise. It's just like so clearly what it is. Uh, it's just it's yeah. just a description. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it would cover everything that's happening in the game, changes and upcoming reveals, things like that. So. If you're interested in keeping up with Sea of Thieves, which is a very constantly changing game, uh, check out my blog. It's worth It'll it. It'll help. Hopefully. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, y- yeah. Right, thanks, Mitch. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Um, just just to, to sum it up, though, I'm not not excited to play this new Pokemon game. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to play it. And like I said, I didn't play the Sun and Moon uh, or any yeah. of the 3DS era. So really, I should have more ex- reason to be excited than I. Than I, I think claim you're gonna to. have a great time having missed the two previous generations, Jeff. I think yeah. I will too, man. Okay, <laughs> we'll see you later. Uh, <laughs> until next time, stay super.